and welcome back to Norwich Internationals. We're back for episode two today. Damn. Yeah, well, thank you to all our listeners out there that listened to the first episode. We really appreciate all the feedback from you guys and look forward to entertaining you more, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we're back. It's week been two. Another week. Week two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, how was your week, Justin? Not a good start. <laughs> Not a good start. Do you, do, 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 do you want to switch around first? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Not good. Tuesday, I went to play badminton. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I did a bit of a stretching motion. I was playing competitively. Okay. Did a bit of a stretching motion and then out of nowhere, my left shoulder dislocated. Out of nowhere? Like, out of nowhere, my left shoulder dislocated. And you didn't do like a movement that was extra strenuous that like, I'm, I'm, it to I'm right handed and your left shoulder yeah my left shoulder okay. dislocated so you okay so so not in your hand that you bat with no okay it's okay. it's weird because my left I'm I'm right handed yeah but my, it's my left shoulder because the first time that my left shoulder dislocated and this yeah. happened a what like a lot of times I think my left shoulder dislocated six plus or five plus times. Oh, wow. wow. Pretty bad. Yeah. The first time was about, what, six years ago, I believe. And then yeah. I think after that, it's just kind of been loose. Oh, okay. So it's easier. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, usually, I'm able to pop it back. Yeah. I do this kind of like, I, I kind of go down and then I can just kind of adjust and then just use these slides back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but then this time I was there, I could not do it. Like I was just stuck So I thought Okay shoot Well I, I really have to Go into the A&E yeah, yeah, yeah Um. So what we did is We ordered a taxi For me to get there mm. uh, Where where did you play? UEA? Or? No I played at Winsome Oh Winsome Sports Center Okay cool. Yeah so it's like Riverside Yeah yeah okay Um, yeah. It's about half an hour ride To the A&E mm. So in my head I was like Oh my god That's that, that to, is a long time for when yeah. you have this this like a show because I'm guessing you were in a lot of pain as well. Oh yeah, no, because mm. so I was in the taxi. Every little turn or little bump, yeah, my shoulder twitches, so it feels like it was gonna fall further. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, each each turn or each little bump, I just grasped my hand. I just held it so tight. Yeah, like the, right, I, and right. I was actually screaming in pain. Mm. Um. The driver is really nice. Yeah. I didn't tip him because I, was, I wasn't the one who ordered the taxi, but oh, yeah, yeah. he was checking on me. He was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Every like, and she, he, he specifically drove slowly for each bum. Was it a like taxi where you had to pay or did your friend when, when he so, ordered the taxi? Did he yeah, my, my friend ordered it. And paid through the app? Or what? Yeah, because okay. it's ABC okay. Taxi. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So sure. I wanted to tip him, but he was really nice about it. Mm. Um, got out. Uh, obviously, I had trouble. Yeah. I okay. thank God there was a, another friend who was with me because mm. I could not because I have stuff with me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I had like this white cloth thing that helps me stabilize it. Mm. But like I've been like I've been hel- holding my other hand for support for like a good hour. Yeah. I looked okay. at my thumb. I was grasping grasping it so hard to the fact that it went gray. Oh really? It just oh, went shit. gray. Not not blue. Gray. It was like gray. Like blue gray. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in, um, went to the reception. They say, I told them. Mm. And then they gave me a piece of paper that says the word minor. Yeah. So I thought, I, I told them I'm 21. 
yeah, yeah. And after that, they say, is that minor or major? And they're like, minor. I thought, I thought it was just the age, but I think it's just like minor. No, no, no. It's like the injury. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. It was a minor injury or major injury. But mm. you, you'd think with like shoulder dislocation, you need to pop it back in relatively quickly because the longer it's out of its socket, the more damage it can do. So like, that's surprising because I, I thought that they do major. But I mean, there's a lot to talk about the NHS today because... I've had some experience and stuff as well, but yeah. See, I, I kind of see why it's minor. Like, I don't mind it classified as minor. Because okay. like, obviously, there's a lot more people who mm, perhaps gone in the car crash. That's, you know, a worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or even worse. But still, I was in a lot of pain at the time. Mm. And like, I sat down. Uh, again, thank God my friend was there with me because he well, I had to grab this piece of paper, go to a different window, give it to them. And I cannot use either of my hands. Because mm. I was supporting my other hand. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and then eventually, they told me, "Okay, wait." And I was, I sat down, and I swear I could not stand up, because every time I stand up, you know, your upper body kind of wobbles a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. every wobble kind of triggers this really much, and uh, yeah. I had to stand up so slowly. And they finally called my name after twenty minutes. Like twenty minutes. Okay, that's not too bad actually. I've yeah, had, I've heard and. I've experienced worse than 20 minutes wait. Yeah, I was quite happy, but mm. I was kind of thinking, okay, well, 20 minutes is kind of bad as well. Yeah, it is It is a long time, especially if you've had it at badminton, had your accident at badminton, and then already waited half an hour to basically get there, and then wait another 20 minutes. That's almost an hour, so that's kind of yeah. a long time for a dislocated shoulder to be I, dislocated. I, I swear to God, like, this part here... Yeah. I, I felt numb because I okay, think the blood flow yeah the blood flow was not good yeah yeah that does not sound good so I felt that I could let go of my arm anytime because it was just so numb mm, mm. um went in there and then the, like the nurse called my name say oh, okay come in and then the nurse I swear to god she told me to walk faster actually <laughs> she told me to walk faster i'm like yeah, yeah. do you not see what, what's happening to me right now i'm yeah, struggling to stand you, up you're in a lot of pain and yeah. everything and um, that is kind of in- inconsiderate of her yeah no she was lovely but it was just, just a bit of a rough start yeah in, in my head i just wanted to get it done you yeah, know what yeah I mean? okay um when in they said oh well do an x-ray i was like sure i'll do an x-ray, x-ray okay yeah i went in and then they told me to sit down again, which I didn't really want to do, but I had to. Yeah. Did the scan and then came back out. They say, okay, well, I'll go back to the room earlier. Then, and I was walking like so slow because I was still in pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally sat me on the bed, uh, told me to slowly relax. And then by the time, by the way, this is my first time being in the hospital. So I wasn't, I, I did not know like. First time to- in the UK, you mean? No, in general, in my whole life. In general, oh wow. I've never been into a hospital. I've just been that healthy. Um, Good on you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very scared of hospitals. Like, waiting time is already scary to me. Quite a lot of people are scared of hospital, to be fair. I've never done a surgery as well. Mm. So I'm kind of get uh, just scared of the hospital in general, because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, they sat me down. Finally, they told me to... They gave me a gas. They, they had, like, this tube thing, right? They gave yeah. me a gas, and then they told me to breathe in, breathe out, be, breathe in. Oh, like laughing gas kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so what it does is re- relax my muscle. Exactly, laughing gas, as it's commonly known. Yeah, so it just 
when I inhaled it, I mm. didn't feel it. But then after like 10 seconds, I start to feel like getting harder and harder. Yeah. What yeah. it feels like to me, it feels like it feels like a bell or what? what's that tempo thing you like with the musics and the piano? You know that tempo? The one that goes... Tick, the gong, tick. you mean? Or what Is it called mean? the gong? The, the, the thing that counts the tempo for you. Oh, oh, a... Um, yeah, the I, words just... I mean, <laughs> this... This this is something else we can talk talk about. But whenever you you know like I know the word in German, but I don't know it in um, yeah English right now, and it's like it's frustrating. But an uh, metronome. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. metronome. So yeah. it feels like that, but it feels like in my head. And then they re- oh like yeah okay. And then I finally relaxed, and then I swear, they, the the nurse is like oh okay, and then they pop the back. I felt it, but very light because my whole body yeah, was yeah. so relaxed. You know, you know what that um, metronome kind of feeling is actually is a heartbeat. Yes. So, yeah, I so your heart does lub dub, right? Lub mm-hmm. dub, lub dub, yeah. lub dub. So it's kind. It's it's a regular beat. Yeah. And that that's just you actually hearing your heartbeat. Yeah. Which is crazy to like talk about, but that's actually what it is. At least I think so. Fact check me on that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but. Yeah, they popped it back. I mm. swear to God, and I I don't know how I was at the time, but yeah. I swear my my face muscles are very like relaxed as well. So I was like, oh, this is this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. Such, it's so weird. <laughs> this feels kind of nice. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then the nurse was like, oh, that was really satisfying. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> am I a toy to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know those like fidgety toys where it's so satisfying. I oh, feel yeah, like at the time. Like, pop. I feel like at the time she was treating it like that. <laughs> Am I a toy to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So popped the back, felt good. Give me a sling, mm. which I never had one before. So I treated it as like a souvenir <laughs> from the hospital. <laughs> oh, so you you had the sling and you went home with that one. Yeah, mm. I had the sling, but again, like so many times, like I've just looked at it and popped it back myself. Yeah. After two or like maximum five days or a week of rest, like I pretty much go back to normal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this time I gotta say today I went back to um, lectures. Yeah. I just felt like this uneasiness towards it. Yeah, fair. Um, but I think, I think a lot of that is in your head, be because it's happened to you a while and you know how bad it can get. And it sounds like this one was like your worst experience yet with that. So oh yeah, one 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 of the more bad experiences. So it is def definitely a lot in your head. I think. Um, yeah. And it might actually be fine, but like the power of the mind is crazy, and like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause I've just been, just just like every time again, like every time I've been able to pop it back. This time I wasn't able to, and thank God I had friends with me. Yeah. yeah. But some of the other times I was alone. Like one time I sneezed, mm. and then it just dislocated. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, and I had oh. to like open the door, and go downstairs just to tell someone. But I that took me a good five minutes just to do that. Mm. So you know it's definitely a scary experience, but yeah, it is. It is again, like it is what it is. Um, well, yeah, it was a, I wouldn't say a good experience, but definitely an experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? So after I went back home, the next day they scheduled me like an appointment thing. Oh yeah, you you wrote me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go back. Mm. Uh, I my appointment was at ten forty a.m. Yeah, okay. I went there at 10.30 because I like to be early. Yeah, of course. But they sat me down and they kind of made me wait for another 
two hours. Yeah, I, I remember you texted me two hours. Yeah. And just to go inside, mm-hmm. waited for another 10 to 15 minutes. This doctor came in, shook my hand, mm-hmm. and then brought in this other like student from UEA. Oh, yeah, okay. Med student. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. And um, I just feel like they're like, oh, are you okay with him being here? And then as well as like, they're asking me, how did, how did you dislocate your shoulder? Uh, mm. Blah, 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 blah. And I said this, that, this, that. They say, oh, do you, do you smoke? Do you drink? Mm. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll schedule you an MRI. And like a while later, as well mm. as physiotherapy. Okay. Yeah. And then I left the room within five minutes. So you waited two, two, two and a half hours. I waited, yeah, pretty much two and a half hours. Yeah. For a 10 minute appointment For a f- less than 5 minute appointment A handshake And a le- I, I became a learning opportunity For a UEA student Yeah Yeah and yeah yeah Exactly yeah Fun Yeah and then They told me to take this pe- Like this piece of paper Out to reception mm. To schedule an appointment I went there The receptionist told me Oh sorry I can't do it for you <laughs> What do you mean? They say, oh, I can't make an appointment right now. So just expect like an email. Oh, so it. they just sent you on your way basically without yeah. scheduling. So I thought that whole thing was pointless. Mm. <laughs> Could have just called me, you know. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. I, I had to take the bus over there. Yeah, exactly. And there were quite a lot of people. So that was my experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What a, what a, not, not how I imagined to spend my Tuesday night. Yeah. So that, yeah. That pretty much took up your whole week then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... What about you? Interesting. Yeah, my week was fine, I guess. I mean, so work-wise, all fine. Um, I did, like, two big experiments Monday through Wednesday, um, which was good because it was, like, data we really needed to get to mm-hmm. inform what I do next. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm actually working back at uni on Sunday all day, basically mm. on the microscope to get, to like get that data. Um, we, I'm, I'm doing it on Sunday basically because we need to pay as a lab to use a microscope. Cause it's like, it's uni owned, mm. um, but it's cheaper on the weekends. So in, instead of like eight, nine, 10 pounds, during the week per hour, it's three or four pounds an hour. So we save quite a bit. Yeah. We yeah. save like half. Um, but then also during during the week, there's so many people that like book it. Mm. So it's usually pretty full. So I said to my supervisor, I'm like, I don't mind really coming in because it's it's not that hard work. It's mainly just taking pictures down the mi- microscope and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so did that Monday to Wednesday, Thursday, actually, um, so yesterday, I had a teaching opportunity. So okay. we, our lab, we have two PhD students and two master students, me and another master student. And this master student basically isn't as experienced in developmental biology. So my tutor, Tim, my supervisor told me basically to train them to teach him some stuff okay so i i did that and i'm actually quite proud because the guy learned really well he got really good results and stuff yeah so i'm like it must have been something to do with the teacher right yeah um, <laughs> i hope but yeah so did that thursday and then today i just worked from work from home because sunday i'm going in so I, I i'm i just had computer work i didn't really have lab work so I'm, i just had a chill day basically yeah because from what i know like your entire first semester was uni every day. 
Yeah, you mean you mean my masters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From from base, basically October, I worked every single day, usually eight thirty to like five, including weekends. Including we weekends, so it's it's a very um, intense job yeah, kind of thing. Just the thought of going into uni every single day. It's such a chore to me. I mean, so so on on the weekend, I don't think it's that bad because it's mainly just one two hours if I'm feeding cells. Yeah. So so the reason why, just for our viewers, I mean, I've explained yep. this to you before, but um, since I work with stem cells, like I mentioned in last episode, um, stem cells are really demanding, really hard to work with because mainly like stem cells need food every day. And by food, it's like medium, it's like liquid, basically. It's like they're drinking stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I need to feed them every day, basically. And that just takes some time. Um, so the way it works in our lab, our like lab where we grow the stem cells in is really tiny. Mm. So we need to like book a slot in that room so we don't get in each other's way, basically. Yeah. Um, and I always had the 8.30 to 10.30 slot. So I had to do that every single day. The first thing I do is feed cells, including weekends, which was oh. slightly annoying because I didn't really have a break until Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really take a day off. Like, I think today was the first day that I ever worked from home and that, like, it's it's crazy. Today was the first day I ever saw the full sunset and uh, sunrise, I mean, and the sunset in my flat. We have sun today. Yeah, I mean, we had sun today. That's that's big news. But um, yeah, it's it's just crazy. Today was the first day I like kind of I I didn't really take off because I still did work. But um, yeah, kind of like relax a bit more and then wasn't stressful. But that's good be, because next next week, so we have um, I think two undergraduate students that do their like bachelor project in our lab. Okay, so bachelor students at UEA in science basically they, they they get to choose a variety of projects it could yeah. be a lab-based project it'd be a literature review where they just write a report basically but um we have basically two lab-based projects going on in yeah. our lab um and the reason I'm bringing this up is mainly because my supervisor Tim asked me to kind of help him out because he's quite busy with writing papers and yeah, yeah. doing other stuff. So I'll be teaching them starting Monday. They're supposed to come Monday. Um, so the next eight weeks of the project, I'm going to be working every weekend because they need cells. Yeah. So wow. pretty much the next eight weeks are already set out from what I'm doing every day, which is feed cells. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun having that experience because it gives me teaching experience and... By teaching, I'm sure you're you feel the same. By teaching someone, you consolidate your own knowledge. It's very yeah. useful. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone has their own teaching styles, but I do like to think I am a pretty good teacher, and I can really explain things. And I do notice myself, I I can do them better. Like with this master's student I taught yesterday, um, I did make a mistake, and I noticed that basically Thursday morning because we set up the experiment Wednesday. Mm. for him and then Thursday we did the experiment but I, I noticed I did a mistake and I'm like oh well I I can still use what we prepared to do like a test run of the experiment or of one of the things um, that we were going to do even though it's not completely right I still explained to him what you should actually do right yeah. and why I missed out I mean everyone in the lab will tell you they've messed up once or twice and it's not the end of the world like 
unless unless you have explosive then yeah i mean yeah but the so so the thing i messed up was a um running a gel electrophoresis and that stuff is really cheap mm-hmm. um cheap as chips as my supervisor wow. always says okay um it's not a lot of money if i messed up my big experiment monday to wednesday it would have we 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 would have lost a lot of money basically right. well not lost money but lost a lot of data that cost a lot of money to do experiments i mean i just just had my supervisor actually wednesday for some stuff to order and for my next experiments yeah guess how much money i asked him to spend for me well you tell me <laughs> so i think it's roughly five five hundred pounds okay, okay um so it's not like crazy but it's still a lot for yeah, yeah. One experiment. I mean, like we pay bench fees basically, which allow us to, which pays for the stuff we need in lab, and bench fees for one year are one thousand. So that's like half of that is yeah. just gone, just like completely crazy. And yeah. that's that's the cheap version. Mm. Like that's for what is it six genes or something? Usually per gene we'd pay like five hundred, six hundred. Sheesh. So for six genes, that's twelve hundred. Usually, so I am save. I am saving the lab money, but yeah, yeah. Talking about big losses. Yeah. What big loss have you had? <laughs> I nearly had. Oh, oh. I'm I was intrigued. um, yeah. I was on Switzerland Christmas. We talked about this oh, yeah, last episode. Christmas, yeah. Uh, I don't think I talked about I fall off a bike. So yeah, I was oh. cycling. I was cycling. Oh, that in one the cycle Alps. day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was cycling in my uh, in the Alps, and I was having my Sony camera. Mm. with my expensive lens so just the body and the lens itself cost about what um let's just say 250 grand oh no sorry no two two thousand five hundred pounds let's just say okay okay uh and then i also had a bag full of equipment so my photography facts my 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 photography bag i think in total yeah cost about six thousand pounds or even higher worth worth of gear and I brought it on cycling. I thought, okay, well, my cycling skills must be okay. So mm-hmm. I one one hand I held the camera. One that's, hand I was braking. That's very sketchy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you I was. Sh- you should not probably have not done that. Yeah. So I wanted to get a shot of uh, Elise riding the bike and going downhill. Yeah. And my initial thought was, okay, one hand will be recording her. One hand will be slowly braking because I don't want to go oh, okay. too yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. So we were going to the steeper part and in camera it doesn't look steep at all. Um, okay. But then, cause I, I was squeezing, I was like braking with the left brake, mm-hmm. which controls the front wheel. Okay. So okay. if you imagine you're going down yeah. and you're braking the front wheel, you could flip forward. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. Oh wow. So okay. in the split second of what I, when I f- was falling down, yeah. I had a few options. Fall without thinking anything. Mm, mm. Protect my camera. Or protect my body. Yeah. I chose my camera. I mean, as a photography student, can you really choose anything exactly. else? Exactly. No. I mean, what, I, you can kind of see, like, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Uh, it was bleeding here, and it was bleeding here as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, so... So, you basically braked too hard or what, and that's what caused you to basically tumble. not flip, but tumble and yeah. fall. And I basically guarded my camera. So, I, I immediately, I let go of the brake, mm. held the camera with both hands, and I... St- well, it's not good, but I stopped 
like I stopped. I hit the ground with my with what's this called? Yeah, um, forearm. Yeah, I I, I hit the ground with both forearms mm. just to, so I can lift my camera up and then not impact the floor. Yeah. Um, and then like back home, I see like this part was so swollen. Mm. But yeah. at least I pre- <laughs> I protected six thousand plus. So nothing broke. No, nothing. It's a miracle. That's that's really good. That's really lucky. To yeah. To be fair. Um, thanks to my split second thinking, <laughs> I was able to save everything, but not my body. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Stuff be expensive in our professions. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm as as I said, I'm working Sunday on a microscope, and it's like a really really good microscope that costs like upwards of a million pounds which is like crazy f- to me because i was trained this week that's something else that happened yeah. um, i was we saw that it was free so we went down and i, I was trained and stuff and now i'm able to use it which is really cool because i can just go down whenever yeah. it's free and do my work there but like if anything breaks that would be very expensive oh yeah like right now one part is broken or doesn't work perfectly and they I found out from some people that um, it will cost us like 12000 to repair it. Oh, yeah, scary. And 12000 12, is a lot for you need to cough up for. 12000 is half of my... No, is it? No, it's just £3,000 cheaper than my tuition for mm. the year. Yeah. That's yeah, 12000 is a lot of money. Um, but yeah, so uni has to kind of... Well, someone has, has to find that money because there's a lot of people doing research that kind of like need that money yeah or need that microscope so need that money indirectly but yeah i mean expensive stuff oh yeah like my subject photography and i it's such a photography is such a wide range of like yeah yeah you can have different skills you can go from amateur to like well you know a lot there's a huge debate on why should i hire a photographer yeah if i can do the same from phone Mm. That is incorrect. That is so incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I like to see you do it. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So you can go from phone photography, mm. which is just doing, um, I don't know, you know, your typical selfies, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you can also do, uh, you can go up higher. You can go to amateur photography where you actually buy the gears and stuff like mm. that. Mm. So... And then you go higher, you have like different lenses, yeah, lighting, yeah, exactly. and if you go on to the pro level, you can go all the way to having like so many camera bodies mm-hmm. and medium format, which I don't think a lot of people heard what it is, like don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Our university have this camera called Phase One, mm-hmm. and I swear to you, it costs as much as a car. Yeah, it costs as much as a car. Mm-hmm. It's okay. just insane because I don't know how many megapixel it is, but basically this camera needs two batteries to operate. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's just the quality is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like usually when you take a photo, you can only zoom in so much. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I photograph a book from right this far. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see the dust on the book. Oh, okay. That's okay. how detailed it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's mainly for still life. There's a lot of like commercial photography also did it mm. use this camera, but again, those are high big scale. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, it's total like photography is also interesting. Um, 
Yeah, because continuing from last time, I was talking about social media, that kind of stuff, like content-wise. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, let's hop on that. I used to really like those Instagram photos. Mm. You know, everyone looking, like, going to Toronto, Sunset, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. kind of stuff, or, like, Japan, making it so romanticized. Mm, yeah. But growing up actually doing photography now, it kind of makes me back off a little bit from that. Yeah. Cause it like, feels fake, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it's so artificial. A lot, a lot of things you see on social media are just fake or, or, well, are made to look way more spectacular than they are. So If you look on YouTube now, there's so many like YouTubers mm. doing thumbnails that looks really fake. Yeah. yeah like I, I saw see. this, I saw this thumbnail. They're like, oh, going to Asia's oldest, like, um, like, de- like they're like, they were, I was looking up uh, Okinawa vlogs. Mm. And they're saying, oh, visiting uh, the people, the country that people don't die. Mm. But then their face have like hundreds of wrinkles on them. And they're like this long, which is so over-exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. And it's so artificial, but it's just clickbait. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, target audiences are most likely going to be teenagers or even exactly, younger. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this kind of artificial content is what like kind of... It's what kind of, uh, just like, I don't know, gravitated towards yeah, to get okay. more views, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never liked the concept of artificial now. Mm. I look at those colors. I look at those travel videos. They all make it so, so heavily edited. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not my thing. And for my practice, I like to capture what's real. I like to document stuff. That's kind of my area. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> looking at those content, like especially with shorts now, like in the photography world, people are discussing saying, "Oh, Instagram is no longer a place for posting photos. Mm. It's about reels now." Yeah, there has been an in- increase on the amount of people that just post reels instead of actually like short videos instead of posting photos, right? So, like, yeah, it's. I just don't like it. No. I mean, I don't really post much. I I have Instagram, but that's mainly just for like texting with other people and keeping in touch with people that don't that I don't have their phone number or yeah. I don't want to give them my phone number or whatever. And I post very little. I think on my account I have like six, seven photos. Yeah. And that spans back many years. Like I I have friends on there that post three four posts every day or yeah. something like that or reels and it's like first of all why why are you not living in the moment yeah and that's something especially as international students again coming back to the topic of this podcast right as an international students i think you should live in the moment because you have an experience that not everyone has and i mean we we might have some guests from norwich here on the podcast at some point um that were born and raised in norwich um, but as an in, in international, not there's not many people that can say, "Oh, I went abroad to study." Oh, I did that. So I think it is very important to live in the moment, and I feel like social media, social media, kind of takes that away. I kind of want to contest that actually. Okay. Okay. Why? So I've been posting on Instagram. 10, 15 plus years ago. Yeah. Since t- fifteen years. Yeah. And. Uh, I was approaching my 1,000th post. Okay. I archived a lot because like there was a lot of cringe stuff yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. But I 
basically cut it down to 700 something yeah. um my motto in there was kind of like oh post more because like you can leave more memories yeah, yeah like i agree if you live in the moment but i kind of like to capture stuff as well not to an extent where i film absolutely every single thing like of course i like to yeah, experience yeah. stuff but i like to you know document stuff and you know rel- relive that those moments but I'm not saying I'm against documenting stuff. I'm just saying there are some people that do it too much. Oh, like yeah. For, for example, I've gone to a few concerts in Norwich here. And um, the amount of people I see that film every single song or whatever. Yes, I still film songs and stuff. But yeah. I, I pick out the ones I like the best or the ones that I think will do the best. So I have videos from concerts and stuff. But it's few. It's like three, four, five maybe. Um, but there are some people that just basically go to a concert just to film and their phones out the entire time yeah and those people to be honest they kind of annoy me yeah no mainly because if if there's a group of people all filming right in front of me and i'm trying to listen and enjoy the concert i feel like i can't really do that if there's someone right in front of you with the phone being like oh yeah i need to film this and stuff um and then some 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 of the times those people are quite tall and then you really only see their phone screen and you see I despise tall people. <laughs> I mean, I'm tall, so... Yeah, so fuck you. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Love you too. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, But yeah, that, that does kind of annoy me quite a bit. No, um, I get you. I, it's yeah. like, I've been seeing lots of like discussions online saying, oh, well, you know, at the New York or something like Countdown... You yeah. can literally see one couple kissing at the, you know, at the time, but then, but then everyone's like filming the when the ball drops. Yeah, yeah. But then the thing is, um, <laughs> you're probably never gonna look back. Mm. And then you know, someone films the firework, and then people joke about you're probably not gonna look back at that firework and go like, oh, let's sit through that twenty minute firework again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's yeah. an interesting thing because I think, I I I don't mind like I like documenting stuff. Again, that, that's just my nature. I like to... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely understand that. The point I'm trying to make more yeah, is social media, while it can have a good influence, it can also have a bad influence or a very, like... Yeah. It can be very damaging. And I mean, that's in every regard. That's with content on YouTube. That's yeah. That's in Instagram, Snapchat, whatever is out there. I mean, even Be Real... B-roll, you know how B-roll claims to be like the one social media app that's really honest and true because it kind of forces yeah. you to take a photo at one specific yeah. time in the day. But I could just delete it and, you know, if again. I don't like that moment, I could again that moment. Yeah. And I, I think that's that kind of goes against what they advertise themselves to be because in the beginning they were like, oh, we're the true social media because you cannot, you have to take a photo in that moment, but that's not true. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of a case where maybe social media is lying to you. Yeah. And yeah, of course, these companies just want to make money and stuff. But yeah, just kind of yeah. Actually, talking about that, like today, I had an interesting lecture that relates to that topic. Mm, okay. So uh, we had a lecture, and the guest lecturer basically said something mm. like, "Oh, use Instagram. It's a good form of inspiration." Yeah. But another thing is that Instagram drags you down as well. Because, for example, if I'm a photographer, yeah. I like their work. I like another photographer's work. But yeah, you yeah. see them, oh, they have so much praise. They have so much comments. They have so much likes. They have so much followers. Mm. 
but he made a really good point because like you're gonna get demoralized saying oh well you know his photos are not that good but why is he doing better than me mm. So, you know, but then when you look at the followers, when you look at the comments and likes, you know, half of them could are just bots. Yeah, there are a lot of bots. Yeah. Like they just buy followers or whatsoever as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a really big chance of you feeling, especially like Instagram is such a toxic place as well. Mm, it is. Like I got to admit for the past month or so, I've been drilling in the Instagram comments because mm. I'm, again, I'm looking into Orientalism with mm. my work okay. and I've been looking at so much like cultural or race related content yeah and everyone's just like so toxic with their gatekeeping or just like talking to, like justifying and stuff and they do yeah, it in yeah. such a way it's just like so it's intoxicating it's just so it is, hard to is. bear so yeah i listening to that today i think i just need to stay away for a bit because mm. i i don't like to talk a lot about mental health mm, mm. like um I don't want to get, you know, too deep into it, but I I I just feel like this this like especially UK compared to Hong Kong, mm. mental health in Hong Kong is not spoken in enough, obviously. Yeah. But in the same time, I feel like UK it's too heavily. Towards yeah, it. I feel I feel completely the same way. I I have the same view on like mental health in Germany isn't really talked about that much, but over here, as you said, it's like. A big thing it feels like it's catering to all individual people now yeah it is it and is. i'm not saying hong kong is good like again like i've grown up with maybe your parents saying just deal with it you mm. know and i mm. think that's to a certain degree that's a good way of dealing it because it, like, it is it's like toughening you up there's a really thin line between uh strengthening you with your yeah, mindset yeah. and actually ignoring the problem mm. so yeah there's quite a lot of students suicide in hong kong mm. that's not okay they should seek help obviously yeah, but yeah. you know parents just kind of like force them like force them to say well you know it's just a phase or it's just you know you gotta get behind it i think i think the thing with mental health is you do need to be careful yeah but if you're over careful then that basically just allows so many excuses to be made yeah. and i think i mean i've i've experienced it firsthand in my school actually um we we had like a school bus that would drive us to school um and there there was a student in that bus um and i think in my like the year before high school or something she committed suicide mm. um and to me it was like one day she was on the bus the next day she isn't and I found out through it in school and stuff. I I I wasn't really connected to it. Like re I didn't really know her that well. I didn't really yeah. talk to her that much. But still, it still affected me. Yeah. But no. not in that sense. I just moved on because she's not like really that person in my life. Yeah. Um. But over here, like, it it it's so bad with like it's not bad bad, but like the way they overdramatize mental health is i think yeah does I, more harm than good to for some people i feel like it's such an easy ticket for people to get out of stuff now i mean i mean yeah so our uni we we used to have three-day automatic extensions which fair enough okay yeah. you you can apply for an extension and you get three days um that recently or well i think a year or, or a year and a half ago got changed to seven day extension so they added four more days and you don't need to give, like, a really in-depth reason. You could just be like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling kind of down right now. Yeah. 
can I have an extension and they'll approve it, which I think is wrong. Yeah, no, so, I hate that. La- like during my undergrad, I did not use an extension because I'm like, okay, even if I'm feeling down, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna let it affect my work. But now I hear so many people that um, even in my un- undergrad and now have just basically t- took that extension because all they need to write is, oh, I'm not feeling well. Um, mentally and then they just get a seven day extension and like it kind of pisses me off a bit because one um one assignment I had to do was a like lab report thing yeah. um and the instructions for it weren't really clear but I'm like okay I'm gonna do it as best as I can I'm gonna submit and I submitted like a day or two before the deadline because I'm like okay I've I think I have everything they want I have everything I need and I I feel like I've expressed myself like I wanted in this assignment. Mm. I found out from some friends um, just through talking that had taken that seven day extension mainly because they had bad mental health or something like that. I don't really know what the reason is. And maybe it was a case of they really, their mental health was really bad or something. Mm. But I found found out through them that there was a whole section missing from my report because it wasn't made clear in the instructions and they then had that and got better grades right than me which i okay i get it's kind of my fault but also it's a fault of the lectures because for this thing there were there were like two guidelines two two doc two different documents that said different things and Mm. one one was like a lab practical manual which had like the instructions for the actual lab yeah and one was how to write up the report. I used the how to write up the report, but both documents said different things. So in that lab manual that I thought, oh, it's just what we need to do in the lab, which was mostly correct. Yeah. The very last page or something was like, oh, don't forget to add this into the report. But that information was not in how to write your report. Yeah. So I missed out on the whole section, missed out on a lot of grades. And that's why my grade for that one was so low. Mm. But that really annoyed me because I'm like, well, I, I could have just been like, oh, I have bad mental health, taken that seven-day extension and then found that out. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird thing to me. Like, yeah. I don't really... I'm not really over that, as as, as you can yeah. tell. It's, a, it's very annoying because that cost me a lot. Yeah, it's okay to be salty. Well, in this case, it's like, you know, it's okay to think, oh, like, I could have done this, but yeah. time's passed, like... It is what it is at yeah, this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take a break? Mm. Yeah. We'll be back in this bit. Yeah. See you guys in a bit. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just got my beverage topped up. Yeah, nice. Uh, don't worry, kids. It's just Rabina. Rabina. Tastes good. <laughs> nice winks. <laughs> so yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I want to have a bit of a look back to what yep. we talked before the break. Um, social media. I wanted to make a point that um, I didn't make yet, which is... So you know how I was talking about like the goodness of social media and like the damaging side of social media. Yeah, I think pe- people don't really talk about the good side of it. Yeah, um, enough. Absolutely. And that's something I want to talk about. Um, 
actually, because some something I noticed and something that um, I've seen firsthand now is there are a lot more ads for companies and stuff on in Instagram, for example. And so, um, for example, um, I mean, this is done in Norwich as well. Norwich Science Festival is something that happens next month. Um, okay, what's that? And so it's it's basically a science festival for children and their families and stuff. So it's more easy science kind of thing. Okay, but it's it's a really cool program. Actually, it's a bunch of a bunch of different. Um, kind of activities for example one is you might build like chemical mo- molecules in virtual reality so you get, Ooh, you get okay. like a headset on another thing is about the brain and stuff it's like different different stations basically okay um i, I actually quite similar to what i was going to talk about next which is my mom's company so my mom has her own company free promo science lab yeah free promo for my mom <laughs> out there um science science lab which teaches science to children mm, um, okay that's cool and so it's it's a German company. It's all all across Germany. Yep. But what they've recently done now is um, they have an ins- Instagram account, a company account, um, which is um, basically now making ads on Instagram because that's kind of what's up and coming right now. A lot of people kind of see ads on Instagram more and more. So that's their way of reaching out to more people. I mean, they have their own website and that's how people usually reach out to them and join them and stuff. But that's that's the good side of social media it, it it can be used in the right way as a tool to hire new people to spread news spread knowledge and that kind of stuff which i think but is quite a on good the topic thing. of ads though yeah you ever like you know how people are saying oh our phones are listening to us yeah i think it's, it's true. true it is it true is. i mean like, so so many times sorry so many times like i've talked about something mm-hmm. The next minute, the ad pops up. Exactly. No, I, th- I have the same thing with my Alexa in my room. I have an Amazon Alexa. Oh yeah, yeah, room. yeah. And like sometimes I'll be chatting on a call to a friend or something, talking about buying something or whatever. And then I get a targeted ad for that exact product or something like that. And I'm like, this is quite weird, and it's kind of made me not like yeah that kind of stuff, and it's kind of made me not like Alexas. Mm. Um. Even though I like having it because it's a, like, I use it a lot during cooking, for example, which, yeah. I mean, food is another topic we're going to talk about at some point, um, which we really do need to talk about. Um, but I use a lot, like, cooking, converting things from metric, like, from the US system to the metric system oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. Cause it's Centimeter so is superior. Yeah. yeah. Metric system is superior. Let's go. I'm sorry to our listeners in the US, which we do have a few. What Because um, an inch. <laughs> <laughs> an inch is, is it's two point five, no cm, two point five cm, two point five something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, there's a there's a good power of social media, and like Absolutely. my mom, my mom's kind of my mom's company started starting to use it. I think that's quite good because yeah. it reaches more people through that. Yeah, f- yeah, for photographers as well. Lots mm. of us display our work on social uh, on Instagram, particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you have your photog- yeah, photography. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty much a essential part of setting yourself and yeah, kind of promoting exactly. yourself. Exactly. Like, it's, but again, like it's a free tool. Yeah. Like you, the how they're making money is based off of ads and just yeah, kind yeah, of, you okay, know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's. It's kind of a double-edged sword, really. Mm, mm. But no, on the topic of uh, social media, yeah, I was telling Raf 
today i was like i, I saw this um article oh yeah 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 so miss japan mm. uh was elected and it is a ukrainian born woman yeah uh lived in japan for 20 years yeah, 20 years it said yeah and lots of people like there's been so much like conversations there's a lot up. of controversy around it, yeah um, whether she actually is a good representation of japan which really is good that we're talking about this because it ties in with the whole yeah internationalism so what's your opinion then see i since you sent it to me this morning and like i've had a read through and looked at it um and i'm kind of torn on the subject you know why mainly because she's lived in japan for 20 years so she's experienced the culture she's experienced that kind of lifestyle for 20 years but at the same time she's not born and raised in japan she's not japanese um and so if i if i had to like put my opinion on scale from um yes i agree with all the controversy of oh she shouldn't be miss japan because she is not japanese and no she should be or she deserves to be it because she has lived there long enough to experience culture and stuff yeah um i think i'm i'm kind of in the middle leaning more towards the no side no no she shouldn't no she shouldn't right yeah no i i i agree i i i'm yeah i'm more leaned towards the no she shouldn't represent because mm. mm. it's the same dyna- dilemma of you know saying oh i'm one thing yeah yeah but then you know you're not <laughs> yeah i mean i mean I can't really talk much about being immersed in culture for that long because, I mean, this is my fourth year in the in the UK, and before that, I've never moved, so I've I've always lived in the same thing in my hometown in yeah. the same town, but that doesn't really give me a standpoint to talk about being immersed in the culture. I think you're you're a bit more different. You've been yeah. here a bit longer. So the um, other day, I was telling my friend. I don't know. I don't think we mentioned this last episode. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to my friend. Yeah, I said I don't. I don't know if I actually said it. I don't recognize Asian Americans as full Asians. I think I mean? we we talked about it between us, but we've not. Okay, yeah. Talked so about this on the podcast, my friend raised this to me. Mm. I said I don't recognize them as actual Asians. Yeah, um, because I've seen a lot of content that revolves of people using it as their like identity now to make content yeah yeah so for example oh i saw this video of this guy saying oh i make no trying to speak cantonese for a whole day and yeah he, the, at the beginning of the uh youtube video he said oh i am my mom's from canto like hong kong blah 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 but mm-hmm. we've moved to the u.s since we were young i want to try to test myself to see if i can learn cantonese and go back to my home country yeah but then you know i appreciate that he tried mm. but it's that sense of artificialness that he's trying to get. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, one big question, and then you just, and then like f- 90% of the whole video is you just bullshitting about yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then that 10% is actually what your title suggests. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I also like, I feel like typically with more like American side, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them has more dominant in the American culture rather okay. than the Asian culture. Yeah. Because obviously you cannot get the full authentic experience if you're yeah, not yeah. in Asia. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, 
yeah like after seeing so much and after i think like for us hong kong the language itself is a big culture yeah like um to me it's not just a language to me it's a personality it's mm. a identity given how you speak the language yeah like you can know the language but how you speak the language is another thing yeah exactly like you can be like the uh, i was watching this um tv show called the brother's son mm. it's on netflix it's a really good show yeah but um someone asked me oh uh, they're speaking cantonese in some scenes but like you know michelle young yeah 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 so really great actor actress yeah, yeah. um but she's born in Malaysia. Mm. So they do know Canto as well. I think she moved to Hong Kong and lived there for a while. Mm. But I, okay, I'm not sure how she speaks outside of movies. But in the movie, I don't know whether this is the director's decision, by the way. Yeah. She speaks very textbook Cantonese. Okay. So in reality, Cantonese is a language which, yes, you can write, you can speak, mm. but textbook cantonese and spoken cantonese is two different worlds yeah, yeah okay yeah i get that i mean you mean like how someone speaks versus mm. yeah yeah i mean but is that because she like michelle young um does she does she speak cantonese or is it more that she's just learning it for that particular no i think she scene? no she grew up with it i think no okay, she so, knows cantonese so she, knows, she knows it yeah like she speaks it locally of her languages yeah yeah um, but it's just the way she speaks it, right? Yeah. It's very, like, textbook. And it's... Oh, if you go to Hong Kong, you can definitely tell there's a difference between the emphasis on words as well as, like, pronunciation or yeah, yeah, usage exactly, of words yeah. even. So, you know, for example, oh, I see a US... Well, maybe American Cantonese, they go, mm. like, Le heck jo fan mei, compared to, you know, if I say it, like, Le jo fan mei, yeah. So, you know, it's you can hear there's such a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're both Cantonese. Yeah. It's just the way we say it and the tone. Voice, say, yeah, exactly. The tone, the voice inflection and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, um, it's, <laughs> I've often been told like we sound very like, uh, what's the word? Harsh or like very yeah, rude. Angry. We sound angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the things we could, we're saying could be very happy. Yeah. I mean, same with German. A lot of people always say oh um it sounds so abrupt it sounds aggressive, so is the, aggressive, aggressive is yes, the word yeah aggressive um yeah same 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 with german a lot of people think german the german language is very aggressive yeah but really we're not being aggressive we we can say the nicest things but to someone that doesn't speak german it sounds like we're shouting at them or something yeah. or when we're we're saying something really hor horrible when we're just talking normally um what i find fascinating about yeah <laughs> like the the different languages right mm. it's the expressions yeah definitely yeah. like in english there's obviously a whole different world of expressions mm. but in cantonese we <laughs> the art of the language is swearing okay, okay. so swearing is so a it's big a lot of swearing yeah swearing mm. is a big part of the language you can swear to express different emotions angry mm. sad happy yeah so i can i can so i'm gonna say a phrase right so okay. means Oh shit, this tastes like shit. Mm. But I can also say, oh, mm. I literally said, oh fuck, it tastes amazing. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. It doesn't sound that big of a difference to you, maybe. No, no, but, it doesn't really. But, you know, depending depending on the way you, the words you say and, the, you know, the right. emphasis. Right. 
it's just because I I didn't know this, but Cantonese has nine tones per mm. pronunciation, and mm. I only found this out what like five years ago when yeah, I was yeah. I mm. went into a bookshop and I looked at a Cantonese like teaching book. Yeah, yeah. And I only found out we have nine tones, which I have not been brought up with okay. like this yeah. information. Yeah, it's quite okay. interesting. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um. No, back on the the uh, Ukrainian Miss, thing. Miss Japan. Yeah. 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 I don't think so. Like, I don't think she should represent. Like, okay. good for her, but in the same time, I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I mean, if she's Ukrainian, yes, she's lived in Japan for twenty years, and I guess, I guess you can get accustomed to culture, but she'll never be a true Japanese. I yeah. mean, uh, it sounds kind of hor- horrible saying that, but you, you know what I mean. Like, she's she's not Japanese, so she won't necessarily have the same opinions as a japanese person she won't yeah. ha- she won't have the same views on on life because she was brought up differently and everything in her upbringing is probably completely different to how people yeah. got raised in japan i think right. if you're if you're a mix that's a different story i don't yeah. mind I, I, if you're a mix sure fine by me yeah yeah because okay. you know there's a bit of blood of you still you yeah, know? yeah yeah but i think on i mean if you're born there yeah that's also a slightly different story mm. but if you're you know you're I'm, I don't care if you're like maybe like five years old and then you move there. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, you know, you're still born somewhere else. You've lived a yeah, different yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. But then it's like me saying, oh, I think there has been stories of like people, you know, like the whole the whole identity thing now. I was actually going to yeah. quickly ask you, do you know that, um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this, there's this white kid that was brought up in Singapore or something. Yeah. Um, and he... He's like he's pretty like white. Yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. like he's not Singaporean, but he basically his Singapore. His, oh yeah, I've his, seen that. Yeah, Singaporean is, or how? What is a Singaporean? Is the language right? Or, or I think Mandarin say? or just like or Mandarin his or English accent. His yeah yeah it's it sounds like when when he speaks Eng- English it doesn't sound like Eng- English it sounds like English with an accent yeah no I get um, what you mean yeah I've seen that know, video yeah you've seen it and it's just it's it's kind of, kind of like that like yeah, but you know if you're not doing it well he said well I, I don't know you can never trust something yeah, on the yeah. internet without yeah. you know fully understanding it but yeah yeah of course yeah. you know but I, I think he, he really grew up from it or else yeah. I don't think he would be that accurate yeah no no of course I mean from what I've seen, he does speak Mandarin very yeah. well. I have the tendency of worrying a lot when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. My parents has told me like, oh, it's just a little amount. Like it's a small amount. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But uh, my concept is kind of like, okay, well, I lost 50p. And that's like 50p less of what I would have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't yeah. do this mistake. But yeah, exactly. now I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, it happened. It's obviously meant to happen, mm. and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. And I just I I like that concept more of thinking. Okay, well, this is what happened, and so how can I deal with it instead of trying to change that? Yeah, it's it's in the past. You can't change it. Yeah, I think sure, like you have a choice now, but in the same time, I don't feel the need to spend so much money. Mm. Like I look at things in a very practical way. Yeah. Like, all I want is, as boring as it sounds, I want, you know, to find a job, get money, yeah, be successful. That's the life goal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is for everyone, I think. We yeah. All, we all just want to be successful and make, make our parents proud as well. I mean, oh, yeah. 
I mean, that's that's another topic. Like, our parents are the ones that send us to a different country. And exactly. I, I think every international student has that kind of urge to want to make their parents proud and want to show them how yeah. how much that was worth sending them to a different country. Um, yeah, that's, that's such a good way to put it. Because I, like, I came here since, what, when I was 18? Yeah. Or no, not, not even 18, it's 16, I think. So I came yeah, here at 16, and yeah. now I'm 21. Yeah. Five, six years, I guess. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, five years. Um, it. I definitely, reflecting back on it, I definitely see myself grow as a person. Yeah, def- definitely. And back when I first came here, it. yeah, my mom gave me the choice saying, oh, well, you could make, you could go to the UK this summer mm. and study. Yeah. Just have to say yes or no. And then at that point, I was still in the Bhutan traveling. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I said yes. And I remember the day I came here. Mm. Uh, I literally, I got off the plane and I went to the, the school and I had like to start class right away. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. It was scary. Wow. Like straight in. Yeah, straight in. Once I land, new, school. New country, new culture, straight it, in. Exactly. Yeah. It was so scary to me. Yeah. But, you know, back then I was worrying about my parents' money because... Uh, there was like this is kind of hard for me to say because mm. um again like back to the i'm quite sensitive with money mm. even like when i was a child i dropped someone's toy in the sewage and I, my mom mm. had to pay 50p back to let the child like let that person buy the toy yeah, back yeah. yeah yeah until now i still feel really guilty mm. <laughs> even though it's 50p it's 50p less than what yeah. we own if you get what i mean exactly yeah so no, i do understand that yeah um it's just kind of sad because, uh, like, we got scammed when I was paying the tuition fee, right? Mm. Um, we got scammed, what, like 30,000 pounds? It's a yeah. lot. So I thought, okay, well, we just have to be really careful with money. So I was, you know, I was really uh, careful with money all this whole time. Yeah. And uh, I, when I heard about us getting scammed, I felt mm. really guilty because I'm the type of yeah. people who would blame shit on myself. So I felt I'm guilty. The same. I'm the same. I felt guilty because you know I had to. It was because of me going to abroad, studying. That's why we yeah. got scammed. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So I at that point I was having really like depressed thoughts. Mm. Like mm. for a good week, I just felt like I'm responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think till this day, well, maybe like these two years, mm. I've never really been like until the like two years ago. I've never really been that grateful to my parents. Yeah. But now I'm more grateful. Like I think two years ago, summer when I had mm. to come back to the UK, mm. I actually cried. Yeah, because like I never thought that I would miss my family that much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, but that's that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's there's enough international students out there, us included, I think, that are homesick from time, time yeah. to time, and we do want to go home. The thing is, I I think like Asians, including me, we have mm. this like physical barrier mm. with our like parents. Okay. Um, of course, like I've you evolved mean from the way you were like brought up, or what? Well, just the interaction between me and the parents, or just other people with the okay, parents. Okay, okay, yeah. Because as I know, Europeans or just Westerners are more affectionate. Yeah. You hug, okay. you kiss, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But then yeah. me and my like we never hugged. Me mm. and my aunt, like, me oh, and my yeah. mom, we never hugged. I think in our whole lives we hugged maximum 10 times oh wow yeah that's bizarre to hear but you know it's it's so strange because like i hug my mom so much yeah like when whenever i'm home from uni like 
basically my mom's like, oh yeah, just expect random hugs. And she'll, she'll just hug me randomly. And uh, yeah. I I like it actually, because it's like, it's our way to show affection, right? So it's like, yeah. it's kind of normal for us to do that. But 10 times in like your entire life, that's, yeah. that's wild. Uh, I can also tell you, I've never said I love you to my parents at all. Never in my life. life. Never in my life. Oh, wow. Because well, then I, my mom... I, I text them that basically on the I daily. Don't. My mom and like my family would just look at me like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, fair. But we express love through food. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you see how I look like now. <laughs> good food then. Oh, not good food. Fucking love it. Yeah. But no, like um, the equivalent to I love you is have you eaten yet? I would say. Yeah, but that... In 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 the European world, I guess that's that's also very much a thing. Like yeah, like I mean yeah. If if someone's going through something, I've had a lot of people be like, when when I've not I've I've not really like I felt down for a while and stuff. And a lot of people have always been like, oh, are you eating enough? Are you are you getting enough sleep? That kind of thing. But those are always way. Those are also ways of saying I love you. Oh no no, I get what you mean. Yeah. But I'm saying we emphasis on food. Food is how we show okay, affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, yeah, oh, have you eaten? But that's more like a casual saying. Yeah, yeah. But to me, the phrase "have you eaten" is the it it, it kind of sums up the the them saying, "Are you okay? Do you want me yeah. to yeah, okay. provide you with more?" You know, yeah, yeah. It just means more. But food is a big part of our culture. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of like how it's you know yeah uh, expressed because. It's, I mean, you know, you don't have to be all lovey-dovey kind yeah. of thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as, you know, you're well-fed, you're comfortable, I think that's enough. Like, action mm. says more than words, I think. Yeah, um, Yeah. no, like, I cried two years ago, mm. the, the first time I cried when I left. And then this year, I started, like, I, I might sound like an asshole saying this, but I actually bought Christmas presents to send home just this year. Because, mm. I mean, this is my last year. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, it'll be nice to bring something back, even though they insist no. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, again, like, I'm just trying to be more grateful and just kind of be nice to them. No, I get that. I mean, I've I've really only gotten my grandparents something for the last few years where, like, where, like, my dad's mom would move close to home and so we'd celebrate Christmas with her, so mm. I'd usually get her something. But like this this year for Christmas or last year twenty twenty three yeah um because that's right last year um wow last year for Christmas base base basically I sent my mom's parents who live four hours away from where we live in Germany mm. I sent them um a Christmas present because I felt like it's nice for them to have something under the Christmas tree and like that's 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 a tradition I I grew up with I I grew up with a Christmas tree. Christmas Eve, um, 24th, I know, very controversial here because yeah. presents here are done 25th, but in Germany, presents are done on the eve- evening of the 24th. So we'd always do presents and stuff. We'd have a big meal 25th, 26th. I um, stopped receiving presents when, like, probably 10 years ago. Really? Oh. Yeah, I never get presents. Yeah, I mean, it, it has become increasingly difficult to get presents for my family, mainly because... You do it every year, that's why. Yeah, but also, like, well, one, it's every year. Two, it's my brother and me are living a separate lives, for example, and yeah. I talk to him weekly still, but it's not like I always know exactly what he wants. And in my family, we usually, like, give presents that we know the other person 
needs or wants yeah, yeah. specifically. So like, for for example, my brother this year, uh, last year. Yeah. It's Damn. so weird saying that. My brother last year for Christmas got me a baking recipe book because he knows I'm going to use it a lot. He knows I'm, he knows I love baking. Mm. So that was a really thoughtful gift. My, have you my been parents, using it? Yes, I have. Okay, that. I've, I've made two recipes from it so far. I mean, there's, there's a hundred recipes in the book. And, um, so I am, yeah, I, whenever I feel like baking, basically I, I, I'll, I'll try a new recipe from the book and I've, I've really enjoyed it cause they're really cool recipes. Um, but what I was going to say is my parents, for example, got me a cook cooking class cause they really know how much I love cooking and mm. it's really cool because it's the, um, it's like an Indian restaurant in Orange, Namaste yeah. village. I'm sure, yeah. you, I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, and they do cooking classes. Mm. Um, so my, my parent, parents got me one of those. Every, every gift I've received is very useful and I use it on the daily or it's something that like a cooking class that then gives me skills that I can use on the daily. It's yeah. like, it's a very useful presence. Whereas I know some families just, here's a mug. Yeah, exactly. Here's a sweater. Yeah. That kind of stuff where, I mean, okay. Sweaters are nice as well to get from time to time. Yeah. 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 But my family's just always had that tradition of giving each other thoughtful gifts and, yeah, I think that's just nice. Mm. That's a nice tradition to have. But in the, like, the fact that you haven't gotten presents for the last 10 well, years or whatever. I've been to Switzerland two years ago with yeah. Lisa's family. Yeah. And that time I actually received presents, mm. which, you know, even receiving a birthday card from them made me teared up. Yeah. yeah. It's because like all these small little gestures, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. You you the more you appreciate the small gestures, the more it's yeah, because like fill 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 your life with happiness in a way yeah like because we don't celebrate Christmas a lot mm. Mm. and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. We have Chinese New Year, but mm. a lot of the times you know uh, from what I've learned or from what I feel from yeah. Christmas here is yeah get together. It's a really nice joyful time being yeah, together yeah, exactly. But then um. There's one rule, mm. I think, that, uh, like, don't have your phones on the table. That's what I noticed. That's I know. what I've grown up with. Yeah, not having phones on the table. Like, when, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Whenever, whenever, basically, you eat, whenever you do something with your family, your phone is not in near recent here. And that's something I actually have noticed. It's completely different here. In, in my undergrad, or even now, when I go out with friends, their phones are always right next to them and stuff. And they're always kind of glued to their phone screen and like they they get texts yeah and just check them in 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 instantly if i'm with my friends and i get a text i see maybe i have a or i feel it because i wear an apple watch so i feel that i have a text i don't look at it until i have my own time to look at it right because i'm i'm in that kind of that's how i that's how i grew up at home we when we do a fam- family activity, whether it's eat or play a board game, phones are never there. It's quite different for me. Mm. Um, even when we're on the table, we look at our phones only, mostly, mostly even. That's such a huge difference to yeah. what you described because uh, maybe this is just uh, my family or maybe mm. this is just a culture on its own again. Yeah. Um, when we sit on the din- dinner table, we tend to not even sit onto the dinner table together. Mm. 
Oh, my, really? Yeah, my mom oh, wow. and my brother just like sits somewhere else. Wow. Watch TV, watch their you know shows on their laptops yeah. and whatever. That would never like work for me. If I'm if I'm having a family dinner, we we chat like we're chatting now. We we just talk about our weeks, talk talk about our lives, and just chat what's going on. Like, I think I think that has to do with the work life balance in terms of maybe as a society. Because my aunt, bless her, she works till she goes. Sometimes she comes home at two a.m. Oh wow. And then she has to wake up at 6 a.m. sometimes. Oh, wow. So not even, like, but then she comes home, she showers, and she do, still does a bit of work. Like, one time, I think there's an eight-hour difference between Hong Kong and here. Yeah. I still receive texts at about 8 p.m. my time, which mm. is, like, 4 a.m. her time. Yeah, yeah. And she was just texting me casually. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, well, yeah, that's crazy. I just feel bad. But then, you know, like, to us, a meal is just something we have to go through. Yeah, okay. It's like a, you know, it's it's not it's not exactly uh, a time to like gather or Socialize, just like, yeah, yeah it's not a socializing it's just like something to get by to like get get it done that's why in hong kong like when you like uh, it's so efficient with the meals yeah uh, okay. lunch hour because like you know you take a lunch box back to the office eat done yeah, keep working yeah, yeah. it's just it's kind of sad but then in the same time i kind of see because i grew up from it yeah i mean yeah this is that this is just different cultures it's just yeah, being international and growing up differently. But that's that's why I think makes these conversations so in interesting because yeah. we grew up so differently. Like our whole upbringing was completely different to one another. But yeah, exactly. we're still really good friends. I feel I feel that the West can like I'm not 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 like not recognize it, but like mm. more like sometimes don't get it. Yeah why oh why are asians so conservative or blah 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 blah. but it's like well this is what it is like we yeah, grew yeah, up yeah. differently and yeah that's just how it is it's, it's the same as like oh why do you guys do something this way do you get yeah, what i mean it's, yeah, again yeah. like is that kind of like different brought up being yeah you know? yeah yeah okay yeah 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 damn yeah, damn. it's been one and a half hour I yeah think. one and a half close to one well. and a half close yeah I mean, we've we've had a lot to talk about this week. A lot has happened. Mm. But yeah, no, I th- I mean, I think I think that's enough for our list- listeners to yeah digest. First of all, um, but yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in. Thank um, you. Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed us chatting about everything, basically. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I th- I think we both look forward to next week talking more and seeing what else happens. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you.